Welcome back to the Walk the Word podcast. My name is James and I'm the pastor here at Sarah Fellowship in the Kingdom of Bahrain. And this is our midweek Bible teaching. We have been walking through God's Word together one chapter a week and today we get to Numbers chapter 2. Now as we say each and every week, if you've never read this, if you've no idea what Numbers chapter 2 is all about, I would encourage you to press pause, go and read it, and then we'll come back together as we seek to know and grow in the Word. So last week then, we began the book of Numbers and we looked at the census, the uh, how God's people were numbered, for want of a better phrase, in the book of Numbers. Uh, if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen. We did an introduction to Numbers, why it's a great book for us to study. And as we get into Numbers chapter 2, right off the bat, we're going to see that God is a God of order and he is a God of organization. The main thing, the big idea in Numbers chapter 2 is how the people are going to arrange and set up their camp, how they're going to break it down and set off to their next location. So we read in chapter 2, verse 1, The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, The people of Israel shall camp each by his own standard with the banners of their father's houses. They shall camp facing the tent of meeting on every side. First thing then, when we read standard, it's not like your own... Uh, in your own style, in your own manner, to your own standards. Uh, We're talking about a flag uh, with the banners of their father's houses. We're going to be organized. We're going to camp. We're going to live. We're going to be ordered and organized by our tribes, families, by our history and heritage. So yes, we are viewing God's people as one uh, cohesive group, but there is also great value and great importance attached to your own individual, personal history. And I think that is absolutely the same when we gather as the church each week. We love getting together as one big, cohesive, united family. But within that group, we never want to minimize who people are and where they're from. Just as a really quick example, you know, we see people coming to church uh, for whom culturally it's a day to wear your absolute best clothes, three-piece suits, the works. We also see people culturally uh, and, you know, based on where they're from and who they are and their own personal context come to church in shorts and sandals and a a t-shirt. And we never want to minimize who people are and where they're from, but we love getting together as the big group. And so God's people are ordered and organized. They're going to camp. They're going to be arranged in their individual units, families, houses. And they're all, in verse 2 they're going to be facing the tent of meeting. So these towns, these movable camps, they're not arranged for practical purposes. We don't keep the, the, the food store in the middle. Uh, we don't keep the common areas, the relaxation spaces. Uh, in the middle, at the center, is the tent of meeting. The very most important, most precious thing to the people in the camp was at the middle. And if you read around this idea, this is very, very common in this place at this time. Uh, The Egyptian army, when they went to war, would have their king, their leader, their number one guy in the middle of the camp, and they would camp out and around him, layers of protection. Here, 
God's people are moving. And he is in the middle, at the center of the camp. He is the most important thing to the people. And that is going to be reflected in details that we might consider quite benign, like how you set up the camp, the order in which you march out to the next place. And then the rest of the, well, most of the rest of the chapter, we get uh, who's going to be on which side. So in verse 3, we get those on the east side. Verse 10, those on the south side. Uh, 17, those kind of, um, where we put the Levites and the priests. And then 18, the west side. 25, the north side. Uh, so on the east side, on the side towards which the sun shall rise, we get the standard of the camp of Judah by their companies, the chief of the people of Judah being Nashon, the son of Aminadab. Where the sun comes up, first light, uh, you could say there's a case to be made for it's the most honor-filled uh, spot in the camp is the camp of Judah. We can speculate as to what's on their standard, their banner. Uh, if you want to look into this and, and go into this further, it's not very, it's not, well, it's not very, it's not at all scriptural. We don't read. God doesn't tell us what was on their banners. Uh, if you go on to enduringword.com, David Guzik has compiled uh, this really detailed list of what commentators and Jewish tradition through history has taught was on each and every banner. Uh, Again, it's, it's interesting, it's not scriptural, so we don't put too much stock uh, into it. Really interestingly, the camps, uh, sorry, the those who camp on the east side and every other side, we've got a chief of the people listed. So we're going to be ordered and organized. There is a leader for each company. There's an, uh, a leader for each of the tribes. Um, and ag again, we value getting together, we value the whole, but as the whole is broken down, there are leaders at every level. And I sincerely hope that wherever you go to church, wherever you gather, however you gather as God's people, that there are leaders at every level. So for me, in our particular church family here in Bahrain, uh, we've got uh, church staff, we have a called and installed pastor, we've got elders, we've got ministry leaders, we've got growth group leaders. Every level, every opportunity for people to interact with the church uh, has a leader. And it's this beautiful cascade of Jesus at the top. Jesus is head of the church, we read multiple times in scripture. And then this cascades down and down and down. And every level, every ministry, every opportunity, uh, we've got people who take leading roles. Uh, and as we progress through this chapter, we're going to see uh, who camps where, chief of the people, how many people. On the south side, we get the camp of Reuben. Uh, and then as we get to verse 17, right in the middle uh, of the five Things, the five groups listed right in the middle. We've got uh, the tent of meeting should be set out with the camp of the Levites in the midst of the camps. As they camp, so they set out, each in position, standard by standard. So this is not just the order in which we make the camp. It's when we break the camp and move on to the next spot, a couple of groups, a couple of tribes, a couple of families are going to go out in front. And then in the middle, we've got the tent, we've got the priests, we've got the Levites, and then a couple more behind. And so whether we're camping, whether we are marching, whatever we're doing, 
we've got God at the center. And obviously here and now in this place and at this time, this was a very literal thing. The, the, the tent of meeting, the presence of God, is literally in the, the middle of the camp. As we're walking, it's this long line of many people, 603,550 people. The presence, the temple, the tabernacle is literally in the middle. But it speaks to a bigger truth, a wider truth, that for you and for me now, we try and have God at the center of all that we're doing. We're commended in Scripture to have God as the number one, to put anything else as number one in our lives. The most important thing around which everything else gravitates very, very simply is idolatry. And so, yes, here the point is made very literally, practically. Where do you put the tent? In what order do you move? But it speaks to that for us uh, also as well. Uh, verse 18, we get the west side. Verse 25, we get the north side. And then in verse 32, uh, we get a summary. These are the people of Israel as listed by their father's houses. All those listed in the camps by their companies were 603,550. And then verse 33 tells us this was not including the Levites. Remember, we said last week, this is primarily, predominantly, pretty much a military census. It's men who are able to go and fight to go and uh, lay hold of, take claim of the land that God had promised them. And then this chapter ends, verse 34, the people uh, did, this is what they did, uh, according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so they camped by their standards, and so they set out, each one in his clan according to his father's house. Again, this idea that yes, we value the people, we also value where you are from, your clan, your individual family tribe, your father's house. So again, on the surface, a quick read, we think there's not much here for me. I'm not part of these people in this place at this time. I'm not setting up a camp with a movable temple a tent right in the middle. We don't have to do this now to become a believer, to become a born-again, Jesus-loving, scripture-believing person. The order and the organization are not required for a believer. It's not an entry requirement. You need to be a very organized, very uh, ordered person before you put your hope and faith and trust in Jesus. But I read this week that whilst they are not entry requirements into eternal life, let's say, they do then come as we progress in our faith, as we are progressively sanctified, that process that we are all going through, where we become day by day more like Jesus. Because of who God is, God is ordered, God is purposeful, God is intentional, God is at the center of the community here and of our lives now as believers. So because of who he is in his nature and his character, because we are made in his image, as we are progressively sanctified and we become more like Jesus day by day by the power of his indwelling spirit, the order and the organization will become a part of who we are. It's not an entry requirement to become a Christian. 
So if you feel like you read these chapters and you're not naturally built like this, you're not wired to to run your life by spreadsheets and graphs and, and, and plans and charts, don't worry. You don't have to be like this right now, but do rest in the knowledge and accept this wonderful truth that because it is part of who God is, as he continues to work in you day by day, this will be revealed in you. It is a part of growing in your faith, the order and the organization, ultimately uh, because it reflects the character and the nature of God. Next week then, we will get into Numbers chapter 3. It is a quite a long chapter. Maybe we'll break it up. We'll see. Uh, But until then, God bless you.